Parenting Versus Podcast is a proud member of the Borellis Podcasters Guild. Welcome to the Parenting Versus Podcast. Podcast. Museum edition. Museum edition. We are at the Albuquerque Art Museum. Um, and Sitting in the sun. Sitting in the sun. Oh, just basking in the sun. I'm so cold. I'm always cold, but I'm like yeah. super cold. I like... I can give you a weather update. It's 43 degrees Fahrenheit, but sunny. So for me, it's just cold. Um, the state has officially shut down. Uh, major shutdown starts tomorrow on Monday mm-hmm. and we actually decided to do an impromptu visit to the museum because we're here in the sculpture park in the front walking around looking at the, the art sculpture garden sculpture yeah. garden really sorry pretty. downtown by old town and um, there's people not many but a few people walking into the building and I'm like wait can you go in there so you have to reserve tickets for a time slot and so we did that because this is probably going to be the last time that we mm-hmm. go to a museum for a very long time yep just happened to have an opportunity to see some art yeah. before we leave Albuquerque. So, yeah, this might be our last Albuquerque podcast. I know it's kind of crazy to think. I mean, we, I don't know if we have time, but we might do another one. Who knows? But we'll we've, see. it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast. Even. I know. I, well, it's we've been packing boxes, packing our house up, and life gets busy. Life gets busy. Yeah. Um, family stuff and kids stuff and. <laughs> packing and and all that good stuff and then our guild our podcasters guild had their launch yesterday so that mm-hmm. was nice we had that to do exciting. a virtual yeah virtual a lot launch. of fun yeah yeah chris and ryan um chris from 10 drink minimum and then ryan your brother and um what's a baby q yeah podcast they hosted they did a really great job they did do a good job um it was a lot of fun they have a really good working relationship with like the back and forth like banter Mm-hmm. Um, and conversationalism in in podcast format. It's really well done. And I'm excited because Chris is actually going to be taking my spot on the What's Up Baby Q podcast. And here comes the helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> this hey. happens every time. Yeah, this is our first, not first, but this we haven't done an outdoor um, in a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit, so it's loud. That one's a loud one. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Oh, my God. That's such an Albuquerque thing, though. I mean, we're sitting here. Ran into old At the friend. sculpture garden. Ran into old friends. Uh, old acquaintances. People. It's just it's just the Albuquerque way. I feel like when you've been yeah. here long enough, you start to know everybody. Or it's like the one or two degrees of Albuquerque. Like, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to kind of... It's like bittersweet. Like, I'm going to miss that to some degree. But I'm also going to, like, really enjoy some anonymity in a new city. Um, yeah. Which is... You know, it'll be nice to go places and not have somebody be like, hey, it's you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think There's a lot of unknowns for me. Yeah. Um, moving. I've never really done this. Um, I mean, we kind of did in Missouri, but it was just us. 
And it was for like a couple and months. Yeah, we were newlyweds, and I think oh, this is like one of the hardest. This might be a bad place to record. Life. It's like people walking in and out. Okay. Um, but did you want a parenting pause, relocation pause? Um, uh, maybe. Um. Do you want to do one real quick? <laughs> wow, it's our first first parenting pause in quite some time, and we're not yeah. even around kids right now. It's crazy. Yeah, that's right. crazy. All right, we're All gonna right. pause. Be right back. Welcome to Parenting Versus Podcast. Well, isn't it, aren't we picking up where we left off? So I thought since I have a different mic, I don't want it to be inconsistent with the sound. But we started a podcast. I know, why can't we just fuse these things together? I mean, I'll, th- I'll, I'll consider it. It's, j- okay. I hate tech stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel, like, even just thinking about how to do that stresses me out. So, um, podcast, podcast. Yeah. We are, uh, experimenting with a new mic. It's new to me. Mm-hmm. You've been using it on your, your podcast with your brother. Uh, what's up, baby Q? It's um, not my podcast anymore. <laughs> I, I passed the gauntlet to my new co-host yeah. that's taking over for me and it feels good to, to kind of, I have to, with this mic, sorry, I have to say this. You have to move back a little. If you get mm. too close, it gets really weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, wow. this is good. Look at you, expert. Uh, it just so, picks up things really well. And so mm-hmm. I catch myself leaning in because that's what I do when we record on our phone just mm-hmm. by myself. And I have to not do that on mm. this mic. <laughs> so you're used to seeing this mic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of... I wonder how many sounds it's going to pick up. I know this is riveting, but, like, <laughs> we are... We're at home. We're doing um, home for the next three days. We're doing uh, old school style parenting versus podcast. The kids are entertained in, for now. Yeah, they have. I found my old virtual reality headset, and they are Luke, our <laughs> oldest, is super excited about this shark app. Um, <laughs> when you're in, you're in like a shark a scuba diving cage, and there these, there's different sharks <laughs> swimming around. They made me do it. Uh, when you were at the store and I like knew that a shark was going to be like come up to me and I like had to act like I was like super surprised because the kids thought it was like the coolest thing and I and I like over dramatically like screamed and they thought it was like the funniest thing yeah like they were like we got her <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh how funny yeah so we started a podcast a couple of days ago we only got 10 minutes in it was like a week ago was it a week ago yeah it was like Sunday so we got 10 minutes in, uh, and we had, we had some good conversation. It wasn't even 10. I, it was like 20 or 30 It was minutes. 10. Oh, it was it Yeah, really? I looked at the old. We did like Jeez. a three-minute and a two-minute and then like a seven-minute. So what is it, what's that? Like 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, we, we, we started talking about some really interesting things, and then one of your friends came up mm-hmm. um, that you knew, and we started chatting with them, and then we went into the museum. Yeah. But we a lot has changed the, in that week. The art museum for... What would be the last time until it shut down again? Right, so, which is good. Like, yeah, it needs to happen. Um, we've been in quarantine for a few days because our daughter's pre-K 
they were exposed to somebody who had a positive, so they mm-hmm. shut everything down. We had to go get her tested, which mm-hmm. it which, was hard yeah. as a mom to can see I, Can I just say, though, like, we didn't go in the museum knowing. This was before yeah. all of that. Yeah. If we knew our daughter was exposed, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have gone in. It. And even then, I feel kind of kind of iffy about going into places like that. But anyways, it was it was fun. I had a good time. But yeah, our daughter. Well, they also take their own measures to like stagger the guests coming in. You have to sign up for a time slot online. You have to pre-purchase tickets. You have to. So, I mean, they've done, they did. Mm-hmm. And we weren't around anybody. Like we yeah. made sure to go in the opposite of where other people were yeah. at all times. So. It was empty, basically. Yeah. They're sanitizing the stations. Art museum. Um, it was wonderful. I liked mm-hmm. that. It was a good time. There was an exhibit um, that was highlighting Albuquerque in the seventies. I don't know if it was focusing on the riots, but the riots were there. Um, but that was a really cool thing. There was a police brutality riot, um, in the seventies at, was it Roosevelt park? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Roosevelt park here in Albuquerque. And it was interesting because at the time the national guard was called in, it was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, things were broken, ruined, and, there were like cars set on fire and stuff and the pictures and the footage that we saw was incredible. And it's like, how did we not even hear about this in school? Like, how did we not hear about this? Yeah. It just kind of felt like history repeating itself a little bit. Yeah. My parents, or at least my dad would have been a teenager back then at that time. So I wonder, I wonder if he he remembers that. Three? 19, I thought it was like 19. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Yeah. My dad was in Santa Fe. So I don't know how isolated those communities are were but yeah i don't know it was interesting though because i'm like didn't we just go through this and it's it makes sense though because new mexicans have like this deep 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 rooted distrust for police and i don't know if it started there or it stemmed from that incident or if it was there before and it just erupted um but it kind of helped me understand a little bit more about like the common attitude towards police here in albuquerque Mm -hmm. um and sort of see that reflected in that piece of history. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Because that was always something I thought about. Like, has that always existed here? Or is it more recent? Or is it, you know, I, I've never really understood that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it was there. Mm-hmm. And there were some other things that were fun. And it was just a good, it was a good relaxing day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we went to Old Town, walked around with our coffee outside, ran into people. I mean, you as you do in Albuquerque, it's always easy to find yeah. somebody you know. <laughs> But we were like, I, I always feel like I have to like say that we were being safe. Well, I think. You know, we, we ran into this person and we, we weren't like hugging and hanging out. No, like, we, we were, were literally like, like 50 feet apart. Yeah, we were like. <laughs> like shouting across the parking across lot. Yelling across the parking lot at each other. Hey. Well, and she said, hey, Lindsay. And I like, I like took my mask down just for a second so she could see my face from far away. Uh-huh. And then I put it back on. And I was like, yep. And it was just funny because I didn't recognize her either for a yeah, second. Yeah, I didn't recognize her. Until she like told me. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was kind of funny because, yeah, it was, we were far away. I'm surprised she recognized me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we ended up going to the art museum and then now everything is shut down and had to go watch my four-year-old get a COVID test up yeah. her nose, which was hard to watch as a mom. Yeah. She goes to or went to pre-K here in town, um, which was in person. There was like eight kids mm-hmm. and two teachers. Mm-hmm. They took all the measures they could take. Yeah. They took temperatures of everybody they um, asked. They asked you questions. Parents um, were not allowed in the building at all. Right. They asked you COVID questions, which 
is kind of interesting to me because one, one of the parents didn't answer the question or maybe didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it's, it's the way they did it. They did it the most cautiously and safely as they, as cautiously and safely as they could. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really like, Hey, it's a four tempo. Mm. Does it bring back memories? I hate four tempos. I have a scar on my knee. Um, no, I mean, they did everything they could do <laughs> and you know, we really worried about sending her to pre-K. We were really kind of, we went back and forth, back and forth on it for a long time. And, um, it was a small group and we thought, okay, that's an easily controlled group of people for being so small. But again, you can't control a virus if not everybody is doing what they need to do mm-hmm. or not everybody knows who they've been in contact with. And that's the hard part. But yeah, they wouldn't, they don't let the parents and you have to walk your kids to the door of the building Kids wear masks all day. I mean, they did everything they could have done. I'm yeah. not disappointed in the pre-K. Frequently washing hands, everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we we are like, at the time, we we're like a week away from moving. Yeah. And I get this email in my inbox, and it's from um, it's from Juliet's teacher, and she says, "Hello, families. I regret to inform you that um, on on Thursday we are 100% sure that your child has." been in contact or been in the same room with somebody, somebody who has tested positive. positive with COVID-19 and literally, literally like my heart dropped and it's not easy. It's not easy to make me sort of panic or get like, put me into distress mm-hmm. in in like those different situations. Usually I'm pretty calm and I'm like optimistic. I'm like, well, we'll figure this out. But in that moment, I'm like, crap, Yeah, this is not good. Like we're, we're about to move we have to be out by the end of the month. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like yeah. what is going on? What if I have it? What if, what if I gave it to Lindsay's grandma who, who just stopped by to ask me to fix her phone? Like, right. like Which earlier that again, afternoon, like discouraged people just like dropping by. So it's kind of yeah. crazy because we've taken all the precautions we can take. We've tried yeah. to stay away from my grandma or keep a distance. If we do see her with masks on, wash our hands, like, you know, see her outside at my parents' house and not inside. Like it's, we've tried to do these things and right. it just goes to show you that I don't think you can ever be too careful. And right. two people very close to us have COVID right now. And mm-hmm. it's been hard because we can't see them and we feel like we can't say goodbye to them. And, you know, it's, it, there's no easy, easy way in this for anybody. Yeah. I mean, not like goodbye permanently, hopefully, <laughs> but, um, uh... We are, we're moving and we can't like hug them and say, Hey, bye. We're moving out of state and yeah. all of that. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess I can just say who it is. Can, is that, you, yeah, my, you. It's your choice. Yeah. My, 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 both my parents tested positive and, um, they lost their smell and taste completely. My dad came home and my mom was cleaning the oven with some pretty heavy duty, like cleaner. And my mom apologized and she said, Hey, sorry. Um, I'm cleaning the, the oven. It's a really strong smell. And my dad's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I can't smell anything. And my mom's like really thrown, thrown off. Like this is like a really strong chemical smell and you can't smell it. So the next day I told my dad, like, you got to get a test. I mean, and I, and I kind of knew like, that's one of the things. Yeah. Um, that's an but, early indicator for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, we're, red. yeah, I'm just hoping for the best for, for my parents. I just want them to recover quickly. They're quarantining. Um, they don't, the only symptom they have right now is loss tired. of smell and, and, and taste. They're a bit tired. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, it's just crazy. Like in Albuquerque, uh, case new cases are through the roof, and in New Mexico, I think we're between two and three thousand cases a day, and it's just you you have to you have to do your part, right? What I'm wondering is like our house. I mean, when we leave, by per the law, like do they have to leave it empty for two weeks before they can even come in and clean it? I don't know. Like, I, I don't what know. are what are the precautions for things like that? You know, like, yeah. I mean, obviously we're cleaning and we're doing what we can do. Mm-hmm. Oh, here comes a kid. Hey, classic hey, parenting yeah. versus podcast. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was kind of hoping for them to come. <laughs> I also wanted to say, I wanted to say hi to the Abnormal Heights podcast. Thank you for the uh, message on Instagram yeah. the other day. That cracked me up. I was I wanna laughing t- so hard. I want to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> we saw a great white shot. Oh, and you we did. need the remote. Where's the remote? The remote to the... They just came out here to use this for the remote. Are you talking about the remote for the for the headset? Yeah. Okay. It's a little remote. It's about this big yeah. and yeah, it's a little high. <laughs> it's like this big. Hey, I just want to fill it. You just want to fill it? Okay, that's a mic. It's fluffy. With you in the bedroom? Yeah, it's fluffy. Um, fluffy. It's we, we really fluffy. I was about to... Mm-hmm. I think... Grab it where I left it. Okay. Should we take a parenting? Take a parenting okay. pause. I'm gonna make some tea really quick. <laughs> All right, and I'm gonna find a sure. remote. And can, can I have some more milk? <laughs> All right, parenting pause. We'll be right back. have words in your marriage that are like trigger words for you guys like when Lorenzo says I'm gonna obey what you say I'm like oh mm-mm. you don't mm. say the word obey over here that makes me sound like I'm like a slave driver and I'm not I'm also not like manhandling a robot like you don't have to obey my commands that was disrespectful on my my part I'm sorry <sighs> whatever I, sh- I should uh, definitely not say that it's just kind of mean yeah it is and it's disrespectful I'm sorry. I guess. No, it's super disrespectful. Then why do you do it? I don't know. I don't either. Anyway, we're back. Um, wow, the sun went down really fast while we were in there. Yeah, it did. Went down super fast. Lorenzo's super annoyed with me right now, I can no. tell. No, I'm Are not. Are you just like humoring me or? No, um, okay. sometimes in your marriage, I don't know why I look at things in like a scientific <laughs> analogy, but um, I'm thinking of a wave and there's sometimes when we're like on, we're on the same wave yeah. and there's sometimes when we're like a wavelength. Yeah. I mean, if you, that's how you measure a wave. Is that Jupiter? No, that's Mars. Oh. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn are right there to the right of us. So we are facing south since we want to, hey, let's do start talking with Lindsay and Lorenzo. No, you were talking Um, about waves and wavelengths. (laughs) Well, so that got me thinking about the tides and then mm -hmm. that got me thinking about the moon and then I was looking at the stars and that's the trail of thought I was Mm -hmm. on. Sorry. So there's sometimes when I just think we're on just, we're just like dissonant wavelengths. Mm hmm. And it just, it's going to happen and it just happens and there's nothing to, nothing we can do to like break out of that wavelength. Waves unless, and a wavelength. Unless one of us 
decides that, oh, I'm going to join that person on that wavelength. But either of us ever do that because we're both kind of assholes. So. Mm. Thanks. Now you just called me an asshole. No, I call, I said both. <laughs> I didn't. I just. I, that makes it better. It does because. You're an asshole, but so am I. Oh, okay. That hurts. Less. We're both stubborn. I guess I, I I can say. But no, the sky's pretty right now. <laughs> we're, we're facing south, and um, directly. I mean, I think we're facing south. Yeah. Let me see here. We are. Um. Yeah, so southeast, southeast, sort of. Um, so right in front of us is the moon, and then to the left is is Mars, and then to the right is Jupiter and Saturn. I think Saturn, then Jupiter. I think Saturn's the dimmer one. Yeah, people can't see this. I know. I know. That's why. I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm describing it. Okay. But yeah, I made tea and it's really good, yeah. and I'm in a big chunky sweater, even though it was like 75. I'm like ready. I feel like I'm ready for weather change and cold. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you say that now. But when you're in Oregon, you're going to get so sick of the rain. No, guys, I grew up in the rain. I don't ever get sick of it. I was literally raised there. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I wonder what I'm going to, how I'm going to adapt, but I don't know. It is what you, it is. You can, you can, you tend to be a little emo sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I just hope the weather doesn't reflect that mood and then amplify it for you. Um, I think you might want to get like a heat lamp. No, I'm serious. They, they help. I'm not a, I'm not a plant. Yeah, you are. Humans are just like plants. You need vitamin D just like plants do. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, yes, you are. We'll figure it out. I'm have excited. Have that quote about people being just like complex house plants? I have not seen that. No. Oh, well, we kind of are. I have not seen that. I did want to talk a little bit about how I've been feeling this week about our like privacy and everything else that's been sort of compounding though. Um, not like our privacy personally, but we were sort of talking about that um, in the, uh, like the, the garden of, uh, of the Albuquerque museum. Oh, the sculpture garden when we had our, yeah. our well, false start to a podcast. Mm -hmm. Which I don't know, I might tack it on to the end of this we or should. maybe beginning. I don't know. We'll see. We um, no, but like, we watched, what was it called? The Social Dilemma mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. And it really sort of, I think, kind of scared me about some of the ways that we do things just in our day-to-day -day lives. and how, Also the way we just accept things how, the way they are. And how integrated technology is in our lives. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, we all knew it. Like, we all know that it's there. We all know that it's, like, intrusive. We all know that it has way more information about us than we would probably like or care to know. But I think this documentary just took it to the next level and was like, okay, so you, you think you know this, but here's the reality. And here's a child. She's sneaky. She's so sneaky. You're sneaky. What do you need, friend? She's, like, creeping on her toes. Yeah. How can I help um, you? What's even crazier, too, is, like, not just how much how much information they have about you, right? But how much influence how much influence it has on us. Do not climb on my car. I think we're gonna parenting pause. No, we're not. Huh. Doing that. that was on the back of my car, and that was when yeah. the car was stopped and the trunk was open. It's a little bit different. Hey, can you go with your brothers and do the VR glasses, please? Because there's pumpkin pie, but you're not gonna have any if you can't listen. Okay, friend. <laughs> Sorry. So. I think it's dark in there. Here. <laughs> Sorry, we're still like a 
hold on, daddy's coming. So, yeah, it, it's weird because you know this information is there. You know the capabilities for, like, tech giants like Facebook to, quote-unquote, spy on you. Like, you know what they're doing. You know that they have the ability to do that. And you know that they're marketing towards you with their ads and things like that. But I think this just brought it to light in terms of, like, how much and how frequently and then also, like, how accurate. Like, they can mm -hmm. literally... What's well, the it's it's the algorithm mm -hmm. like? I know that uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, oh, what's uh, what's his name? Not Tom. That's MySpace. Uh, <laughs> it's a it, it's a it's like a three letter name, isn't it? Um, the Twitter guy. Yeah. Um, they testified before Congress, I think, and they were being asked questions, and um, I think what was trying to be distinguished was: Are you are you a publisher? Or, or, or do you just deliver, or, or are you just a, a medium in which people are delivering information to each other? Mm -hmm. um, and I think like there was- you're the middleman, but what's the catalyst? What are you doing? Right. Well, there's a distinction because um, if you're a publisher, you're actually saying something to somebody else. Like you ha your influence is this. But it's crazy because Twitter is not telling anybody, anybody anything like directly and Facebook isn't telling anybody anything directly, but they have algorithms that are designed to give you what you want. Right. And to like, influence your thought process and your opinions and reinforce right. your values and your ideas based on what you're looking at already. Right. So during an election when everybody's like really emotional about different things, they're on Facebook, especially like the older generations are on Facebook and they're being fed mm -hmm. conspiracy theories that aren't fact checked. Right. Um, and they're just totally just going off on this like, well, and it's yeah. crazy because, like, our generation knows that, but, like, our parents' generation, they don't understand that, like, what they're getting isn't actual news. Like, they they don't under some maybe, but... It's new to them. They don't, yeah, they don't understand, like, oh, the reason you're seeing this is because of your, like, activity, you know, or your preferences or your opinions, or they're doing a poll of how many people in your area are looking up like pro-Trump stuff. And then they're feeding it to you mm -hmm. based on the like algorithm of your area. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, they don't think about that. They just think, oh, it's Facebook. It's the news. It must be real. Right. You know, even my parents are like guilty of that. Yeah. And I'm just going to say too, that, um, Earlier, I mentioned wavelengths, and I feel like my wavelength is sort of meshing a bit with you now. So, Good. well, I have my tea. I'm cozy in my sweater. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I can breathe. Breathing with Lindsay. Um, <laughs> oh, that was my dream last night. Okay, what was your can dream? Can I just tell you? <laughs> sure. My dream was ridiculous last night. I have very vivid dreams. I always have. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm ADHD, and I'm not saying that to be like funny. I really think I am. I'm actually going to go get tested like at some point yeah. for adult ADHD. That's, fun. That's funny. You have to, you um, have to, you have to say that though, because a lot of people like will say that in oh, passing. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, like I have this disability. Yeah. People's, people's like social situations are a big joke. Fuck you guys. Um, no, but for real, like I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. I think I've always just like functioned with it, like, and, and lived with it. There's a couple different types. I think I have the inattentive type. It's not necessarily the hyperactive type. Um, but Anyway, I was told that when you have ADHD, you tend to dream more vividly and you have more engaging dreams because your brain is just busier, mm. which would make sense. It's like the algorithm of your brain. <laughs> um, I mean, you never know. We might be a simulation. Right. Mine's just working at a higher speed than yours, probably. 
I'm just kidding. Um, You're not, and it's fine. <laughs> oh, ouch. Um, but I had a dream last night that I was like in like in therapy, and they were like teaching me like breathing and relaxation techniques, and they were like, "Okay, now lay on the mat, now breathe two, three, four. and they were just like guiding me through this relaxation session. But it was in my dream, hmm. and it was it was good. Interesting. It was it was good stuff in there. <laughs> so side note that I guess I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> neat. Um, You're a fucking robot. Hey. Whoa. Holy moly. Our kids are going to be listening to this. And parents. Hey, kids. By the time you listen to this, you'll be adults and you'll know the F word. Hey, Sorry. parents. Um, hey, parents, if you don't know the F word by now, I don't know how long you've gotten along listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, welcome. Um, we might have some new listeners, too. Hmm. I, well... I, I sort of uh, shamelessly plugged uh, our podcast on the goodbye post on your Instagram for yeah. um, uh, What's a Baby Q? Yeah. And uh, got a bunch of likes. So Aww. you might have some fan, fans from What's a Baby Q listening in, and they're they're going to yeah. see a whole new side to Lindsay. Oh, well. This is on, the unedited Unprofessional, un- the, unedited. The, the, non, yeah. the non-pro Albuquerque yeah. slash positivity side. This is just me being a human, guys, yeah. and a parent. And sometimes I'm tired, and sometimes I drop multiple F-bombs. Like, handle it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Although I am trying to clean up my language. Yeah. I really am. Like, um, I think outside influence has allowed my language to be sort of not so great. Mm. Um, namely, I'm listening to some podcasts or have been listening, have in historically. Facebook, Facebook made him do it. <laughs> Facebook made me the algorithm. Mark Zuckerberg did this to the me. The Zuck. The Zuck. Smoking meats. When you, when um, you smoke meats, you know an F-bomb's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, you know, I it's posted, a joyous F word. I, I posted that meme on our page, and I don't think like half the people got it. But the people that got it, like they got, got it, it. Yeah. they got it, and I was like, "Love you guys, appreciate you." Smoking meats. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, Google it, yeah. or don't if you're afraid of mm-hmm. the Google algorithm. You know, can I just say one thing? Mm-hmm. What if Mark Zuckerberg, Le Zuck, what if he's just like a robot man, mm-hmm. and he's just like a giant walking algorithm? Like, what if the real Mark Zuckerberg is just living off of his billions on like some That's what I'm saying. island that he bought and he brought his closest friends and then he's, he's smoking those meats. <laughs> he's smoking meats, but the robot is is doing all the business. But that's what I'm saying. What if it's just like an algorithmic robot? It's like AI yeah. learning and if, he's just like learning and it's like, oh, all the people that like Facebook expect Mark Zuckerberg to be this kind of person. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of quote unquote yeah. person that he is. It just, just so happens that, um, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. But yeah, no, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg, like, oh yeah, so tech, tech giant CEOs, I think if there is some sort of technology available, they are going to be first dibs at that. Well, they're like beta testing um, the Zuck, like <laughs> Zuck 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> they've mean, they've already had some prototypes. and That's and what I'm saying. Like that picture where he had all that sunscreen all over his <laughs> face, that was not him, man. And he doesn't blink. No. He doesn't blink. He doesn't. Or sweat. No. Have you seen him <laughs> drink a cup of water? <laughs> It's terrifying. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. Oh my gosh. Go back to the one where he's at the hearings and he's like trying to drink a cup of water. It's the most unnatural thing I think I've ever seen. Hmm. Like forget children of the corn. That's terrifying. I hope I never have to apply at Facebook because I would be thrilled to work at Facebook. <laughs> I hope I never have to apply. But I mean, I would have to delete this episode. <laughs> Facebook like forces you. They're like, apply here now or we'll make you. And you're like, yeah. what? I guess I'll apply. Yeah. Um, no, so Facebook owns Oculus. You know what Oculus is? Isn't it that like AI or uh, um, 
virtual reality. Yeah, it's virtual reality. Yeah. And I was listening to an interview with him with one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, which is MKBHD, Marcus Brownlee. Uh-huh. Um, and they were they were talking about like the course of Facebook into the into the future. And MKBHD. Marcus Brownlee was talking to Zuckerberg. Zuck. Yeah. And he's 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 interviewed. Um, he's interviewed Bill Gates. He's interviewed um, Tim Cook. He's interviewed uh, the Tesla guy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Elon Musk. Mm. But uh, no, he was he was talking to to Mark Zuckerberg, and they were just talking about the direction of Facebook. He, and and uh, Brownlee doesn't go into like any sort of political like, hey, what what's yeah. the like, what do you how what's do you feel about this? Game, no, he just he just goes purely on the tech piece. Um, and Mark Zuckerberg was talking about his vision for the future of Facebook. And it was like, yeah, I think that we're going to be able to interact with each other with virtual reality. Like you're going to be in front of me and I'm going to be in front of you, but yet physically we are across the country. That's cause you're already doing it. Zuckerberg. Yeah. I, I heard, hearing, yeah. I thought I heard. Wait, sh- oh, door just shut. Yeah. Maybe if we're quiet, they won't hear us. Yeah, maybe. Also there's scorpions in the garage, so you never know. Uh. <laughs> Is there? No. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. God. No. Um. So it's interesting. That's what I'm see. saying. Maybe they're just beta, like prototyping Mark Zuckerberg, the robot. Yeah. And he really isn't. Maybe he's just a robot, and he's just like operating that thing from from far away. With and he's got like a robot wife and a robot family. You know? I don't know. I don't know how this goes. Oh, she wants to ride her bar- bike. It's like dark outside. Like there's no light out here, but she wants to ride her bike right now. I can't. So we're moving to Portland. We leave on Wednesday. It is Saturday today. And I am wondering how in God's name we are going to drive across the country for hours at a time with our kids. I know we did it on a road trip, but we also knew... There was an end. And we were in the same car during our road trip, which is going to be interesting because I'll be in one car and you'll be in the other. So. Mm-hmm. She wants to ride her bike even though there's no light you outside. You are being so creepy right now. Um, <laughs> should we do a pause and I'll get them settled? Uh, I mean, she can ride her bike up and down the sidewalk. But okay, fine. I just don't want to get my toes run over. Yeah. Okay, stay on the sidewalk, okay? Okay? Not that her sidewalk. Little, her little trikey. By the door. Yeah, so the future of technology is an interesting one. I have been trying to sort of alter um, how I use my phone. Isa, thank you. I've been trying to alter how I use my phone um, just because I want, I don't want to be influenced. I mean, I talk about my my parents and, and you know, older generation, like the, our, our parents' generation, who are heavily influenced by Facebook, um, to the point where it's like changing, completely changing what our country looks like politically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't want to fall into that sort of like, oh, Facebook and Twitter and like the media I consume has this much control over who I am. Right. I want to, I want to take back. Not even aware. Yeah, I want to take back a lot of that control um, and have that for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want the media and media being like social media. And whatever YouTube channels I watch and whatever the algorithm tells me I need to listen to or consume. I don't want that. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> no, I just laugh because it knows the algorithm knows how much I hate MLMs. Yeah. And it will like give me videos and I'm like, yeah, more of that. Even yeah. Even though like Even though like I honestly like 
I know it's the algorithm just like giving me mm -hmm. like reinforcing how I feel. The algorithm is good. <laughs> but um, at the same time, in that respect, I just don't even care. No, it's, it's good at picking videos that you, that it knows you're going to like. Mm -hmm. For me, it's mostly like computer and tech videos. Like I've been getting videos about the new M1 um, Apple um, Silicon. It's just like a new a new computer, which is super powerful, by the way. And it's, it kind of scares me even more because this computer is crazy powerful. And I wish there yeah. was like a computer that would just drive my car for me to Portland. There is already. It's a Tesla. Tesla's well, kept self-driving. Like, I don't own it. <laughs> Can you imagine okay. if Elon Musk... We need to pause. Oh, okay, yeah. I just had a really good thought, but we'll pause. <laughs> we will be back. Back in an ocean of stars Endlessly floating out Here in the dark and I Just want to feel the sun Okay, we're back. And my husband is such a dork. Yeah, I got this new-to-me toy that Lindsay's been messing with for months now yeah, on her almost a year her podcast but um yeah sorry about our hodgepodge of <laughs> podcasting breaks we are the next day yeah this is it we started our this episode last night and yeah we started with tea in the evening and now we're continuing with coffee in the morning mm -hmm. <laughs> so um and my favorite mug sadly broke i'm so sad i'm gonna glue it I was looking on like Etsy and Insta or Etsy, Instagram, Etsy and like Poshmark and stuff to find one. Mm -hmm. Fun fun fact, guys. This is how nerdy I am. This mug is an oversized coffee mug. It's um, made by a company called Sango, and the type of mug, the collection it was in, was called Splash, and it's like this. Um, it's huge. It's huge. I got it at my old job. Um, you can fit a lot of coffee in there. Donated it, and my boss like bought it for me and like put it on my desk hmm. as like a, I know you drink this much coffee, so here's a giant ass mug for you. Hmm. And so I used to drink coffee out of that mug every day at work. And then after uh, our nonprofit closed, I took my mug home and it's been my favorite mug. So anyway, it's a giant ass mug from 1951. What's it called? Sango? Sango. Sango. And then the, the, the collection it's from is the Splash collection. Um, it's like ceramic with this really beautiful fire glaze on it. And yeah, so it was from 1951. And uh, it was my favorite mug, and it mm. held up for a long time. <laughs> it was a clean break, yeah. so I'm gonna glue it. Rip, single mug. Don't don't rip. It'll be restored. <laughs> I actually was looking online, and there's like whole collections of that like dishware, and I'm like, you know, yeah. this might be like a weird ass hobby that I pick up. I might just 1951 start... though. That's a that's yeah. a had a lot of coffee in it. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think it was used very often. Hmm. I think it was in like prime condition. Ooh, sorry. Um, so I have this weird affinity for strange mugs, kind of like weird vintage lamps, too. Um, I have a collection. It's very small of Pendleton mugs. Hmm. but hey, We're, we're going to be passing through Pendleton. I know. I hope maybe I can grab a mug. They're very solid. And it's funny because I, I had a therapist for a while, and um, she and I would talk via Zoom, and she had a weird love for Pendleton mugs too. The hmm. weird thing is she and I had a lot of personal things in common 
And I remember one day she like took a sip of her coffee and I was like, uh, hold on. Is that a Pendleton mug? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, hold on. And I went and got mine and I was like, look at this. And <laughs> it was like ridiculous. <laughs> you went and got yours? Yeah. I was like, look what I have. And I was, we were yeah, like, you have two of them. Yeah. So we were always like drinking out of our Pendleton mugs. And I was just like, there's a special place in my heart for you and your yeah. love for Pendleton mugs too. So yeah, I, I like strange, um, dishware hmm. i guess and and i love like pyrex but i let's be real i don't bake a lot i don't cook a lot so having a pyrex collection at this point in my life is probably mm -hmm. kind of silly it's the small joys that uh keep you going when you're parenting well it's funny because my friend jenny Shout is like jenny. hey jen she's like a pyrex aficionado and when we first started hanging out and we first went to her house, she had like all these different collections of Pyrex because what she would do is so, collect them and then she'd sell them as full sets. When I think about Pyrex, I think about drug paraphernalia. Really? Isn't it? Isn't that? That's thing, super isn't that weird. A thing? No. That, I think Pyrex has something to do with like, I don't know. I'm, I want to no. Google it. but Pyrex? This, this shows you like what kind of environment I, I was brought up in, I guess. Pyrex right. is like cookware from that started in like the 40s, I think, 50s, 30s, 40s. And there's different sets. And my friend Jenny had all the different sets. She would collect the different pieces, make a complete set, and then she would auction them off on eBay and make a bunch of money. And so she would display them in the meantime. And I remember going to her house and just being like, oh. yeah, we're, we're friends. We're definitely friends. Like that quirk that you have, that I love that. And I just think I love you, Jenny. And I do. Yeah. I do love you, Jenny. So Pyrex is uh it, oh it's used to make crack cocaine what um a particular what? brand of cookware that is commonly used for making crack cocaine what the f really yeah uh, oh uh, oh and that that's not what i was thinking of. so pyrex a nice glass smoking piece it's like pyrex are those like that pipes they're made out of glass and they call them pyrex yeah they but, call them uh, hmm. that just shows how much i know about doing yeah. cocaine i mean nothing really I didn't know it was used for making crack cocaine, but <laughs> I think what I was thinking about is the like a glass smoking piece. Now I'm like, but how? Like now I just, oh man, there's a rabbit hole here that I'm going to have to investigate yeah. later. I'm going to have to take this to the lab. Drugs. Well, I um, remember, can I say one thing? Yeah. This is so I, funny. Yeah, say, this is how not- Say more than one thing. Not like, like drug culture, like, like a knowledgeable I am. Like, yeah, I smoke a little pot here and there. Um, but that's about it. So legally, yeah, <laughs> legally. Um, when I was a case manager, I had a client in my car, and he, I had to take him to an appointment, dropped him off, and then I went, I got home later that day, and I was cleaning my car out because I, like it was just dirty, and I found a crack pipe under my seat. You dropped your crack pipe. <clears throat> well, here's the thing: I legit had to Google like. What does a crack pipe look like? Because I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what this is, but I'm not totally sure I know what this is. And also, if I get pulled over, what am I going to do? Be like, oh, it's not mine. Even though it's like under my seat and like it just happens to be there. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. It's not mine, officer. So I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, my God. So my client like dropped his crack pipe in my car. Super cool of him. Super cool of him. Well, I don't think he meant to. I mean, probably he not. He probably wanted that. He probably did, but I, I made sure that he knew. I was like, you know, I found a little something of yours under my seat yesterday. Oh, he, he knew. He knew he lost it. Uh, he was probably looking for it. I don't know. He, um, here's the thing. This guy, I can't use names, you know, and stuff, but this guy 
It was definitely his because back, it was so sad, guys. Um, this is like case management sadness. I'm just going to tell you a story. Are you so, telling me a story? I'm telling you a story. Okay. So he was in an assisted living facility, not because he uh, was elderly, but because his mind was gone. Um, he made a crap ton of money on Wall Street back in the 80s and 90s, like a stupid, obscene amount of money. Hmm. And it all went up his nose, if you know what I mean. Um, I do. And so he ended up just like falling heavy into addiction. But the thing is, he had so much money it didn't really devastate his like financial situation. It just devastated his mind. Hmm. So he had to have a guardian, which was me. He had to live in an assisted living facility, which was paid for for indefinitely because he had so much money. Um, he didn't want for anything, but he snorted so much Coke that his brain was just fried. Hmm. Like it was over for that guy. Like Wolf of Wall Street times 10. Sounds like Donald Trump Jr. For real. <laughs> um, no. And so it was kind of sad because it was just like, the consequences. Did you know Donald Trump Jr. got COVID? Did he really? Yeah. Oh, really? And he was like, yeah, anyways. I'm, I, I spend way too much time I'm on the news. I'm so shocked yeah. by that information. Mm -hmm. What will we do? Oh, no, not the son of the president. I was just thinking about this. Like, I am going to be, I just really hope to God that I don't ever have to hear Donald or Trump ever again or Jr. or Ivan, Ivanka. Well, you know their strategy is just to have all of them run. I know. I just... They're just going to go down the line. Yeah. I could see Junior trying to run for office. And I was Good wondering... Good luck, dude. Can't even have a conversation. I was wondering about this. Like, president presidents are limited to two to two terms. But I thought there was some sort of clause, like, if you're one term, you can't, like, take a term off and then run again. But that's what they're talking about. No, so I think you can't. See, this is how much we know I, politics. I need to figure this out. I yeah. did I did one of my stupid little podcasts on the electoral co college. It's not electoral a stupid college. It's podcast. super dumb. Lorenzo has a podcast that he does by himself. It's a solo project. It's yeah. called Curious Lorenzo. You can look it up. Look it up if you want to be bored or fall asleep to <laughs> It's Something. like it's like knowledge ASMR. It's like it's like having somebody talk facts to you while you're trying to fall asleep. I bore myself when I listened to it. But no, I did oh I do. I'm it's like your podcast. I know. It's just sort of whatever. But I did one on the Electoral College and um uh I, I, I need to look up term limits because there's there's a lot I learned about the Electoral College, including something called a faithless elector. Do you know what that is? I do not. So the Electoral College, each state has delegates. And we so, went from cocaine to elections. It's well, like a natural progression, I feel like. Well, this is interesting to me. So in New Mexico, we have five. GW, I'm looking at you. <laughs> we have five electoral votes, right? Yeah. So New Mexico, the majority of New Mexico voted for um, uh, Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. So all five of those votes. Thank you, New Mexico, yeah. by the way. Thank all you. five of those votes go towards Joe Biden. Yeah. However, each five of those votes is a delegate. It's a person who is yeah. going to go cast their vote sometime in December. Yeah. They're officially going to cast their vote. But they can do whatever they want with that vote. Hmm. Like in history, most of, I mean, like it's super, super, super rare for a faithless elector to cast their vote for anybody other than who they voted for. Yeah. But it's possible. Interesting. And with Donald Trump, they're talking about, oh, what there might be some faithless electors. So I don't know a whole lot about it, but I was thinking like, what if, what if, a, what if an elector could be bribed or threatened by like a foreign power? Like, there's a lot. Oh, like Russia, perhaps. Yeah, something like that. In in the 2016 election, there were faithless electors. Yeah. Um, there was one for, uh, like there was two or three or four faithless electors. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me. Like Joe Biden can win the election. 
but we can get enough faithless electors that it could turn the other way. You know, I feel like if nothing else, having this buffoon of a president, and that's that's a nice word, yeah. <laughs> um, has made us have to analyze all of our systems in place, like all of them, mm-hmm. like education, healthcare, <laughs> um, like everything. Common like niceties and, and right. cur- courtesy and empathy and just being a good religious human being. institutions and like like social services. I mean everything, right? Like. That's the one thing, and I'm not going to say it's good. It's not, it has not been a, a fun ride. Um, however, I think that it's forced us to have to like identify flaws within our own systems. And I hope to God, America, like that we figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Like it's time. Like if this wasn't a wake up call, like I don't know what it's going to take. America, you have COVID. <laughs> right. You need to quarantine yourself and you need to rethink your life. Okay. Like, I don't know. Um, stay away from all the other countries until you figure it out. Uh, play nice in the sandbox. But, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. It is. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like thinking about that orange ball. Yes. With And back to my point, I am going to be so grateful that I don't have to hear about him in the news. I really hope I don't have to hear about him in the news. Oh, you will. You know why? (laughs) Why? Because he's going on a tour after his presidency. But let's just the not press junket. Let's just not cover it. He's gonna write a book. Please, yeah. Media, let's not cover it. He's not the president anymore. Right. Let's talk about something in front of us, like recovering from the disaster that has been the last four years. Well, and part of it, like I'm gonna call our our I'm gonna call ourselves out. Like part of America's problem is that we like bad news and we like a shit show. We like a good shit show. Right? Like, we want to be entertained. Like, we like reality TV. Mm. We look at the news. We want, like, the most outrageous thing. That's what we watch, but, right? Like, so, our lives should be boring enough for us to just, like, care about other things in our lives and, like, well, what's right in front of us. Like, that's what it I should, should be. not have to worry about, like, the bigger picture. That's what politicians are for. That's why I elect you. So you, you can take no, care of that. No, you absolutely should have to worry about the no, bigger but picture like, because your well, opinion matters just like everybody else's. Okay, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. Most of my energy has been like, is the is America going to implode on itself because we have politicians who suck? I should be able to to worry about my my local situation and my state and my national situation and elect people who are going to worry about that for me. Mm. I should trust them. Mm-hmm. I should be able to trust them. I would never trust a politician. Okay, whatever. You don't. I mean, you in a perfect world that'd be great, but like, it's not up to me to worry about like. That stuff. I need to worry about my kids and my family situation and, like, how is my mental health? Don't you feel like us not worrying about that stuff got us here in the first place? Complacency got us here, yes. Hmm. I think that us not paying attention, I think there's a lot. It's 2020 and we finally elected a female vice president. Mm -hmm. Like, 2020. Yeah. It's taken us that long. And she's not even the president yet. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> we, I feel like we should have been worrying about this for a long time. Yeah, I think like, so too. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's time for like politicians to take a backseat and people to like reclaim their, their political process, honestly. Yes, I agree with you. So, I don't know. Um, but what I was going to say is America loves a good shit show. And as long as that oh. clown is still in the circus, like... he's going to get coverage because people just like are appalled by how stupid he is. Um, But that's just feeding the machine. Like, Mm -hmm. 
Politics should be boring. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> politics should be boring. And you don't pay attention to politics. I do. No, you don't. I do. You read the New York Times? No, you snob. I don't. <laughs> like we we don't pay we're not we're not I like, do, but I do it quietly. I don't I'm not vocal about what I pay attention to. Yeah. I don't, there's like politics junkies who are like on C what is it, C N B C and it's like C SPAN. Yeah, and I'm like, not that person, but like, no, I, I care. I, I definitely th- no, care. I think the average American should pay attention to politics. Yes, but it should not consume our lives the way it has in the last four years. But that's not even the thing that has consumed our lives in the last four years isn't politics. It's, it's just a stupid, stupid man making stupid decisions who happens to be and it's who happens everybody. to be in a position of power, and it's affecting everybody. Right, but I would not call that like I would not call what we're looking at politics i would call it like a circus i would call it like i would just call it like a a really bad production i don't i don't think that the political process has any place in what's been happening the last four years yeah so no i think you're right so (laughs) exhale america do it (laughs) do it hope for hope for uh the electors to do do their job do the right thing america (laughs) do the right thing so, anyways, um, Spike Lee said it. Why aren't you doing it? Do the right thing. Oh, did he? Yeah. Hmm. He made a movie called "Do the Right Thing." I didn't know that. <laughs> it's a '90s classic. <sighs> so, how are you feeling this morning? I feel good. Um, are you on the same wavelength as me? I hope so. Dear God, I hope so. Last night we were definitely not in the podcast. About, I don't want to talk about last night. That's okay. I'm just okay. saying, like in the la- in the last, I guess, segment of this podcast, we were definitely. Dissonant, dissonant, dissenting. Dis, we were dissonant. Oh, like okay. I was playing a B flat, and you were playing a. D. Yeah, I don't even play music, so. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I feel good. I, I think it's just weird. Like our house is empty almost, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I feel like mentally I've been ready to go, and now we're just like punching down the clock a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, hurry up, like get here Wednesday so we, we can are... pull out of the driveway and get on with the next thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I already have like the next couple days planned out and it's moving by yourself in COVID (laughs) isn't as bad as I thought it would be. I mean, I haven't actually started loading things up, but there's a, there's a man on YouTube who built an entire swimming pool with just like a little pick tool. Uh, and he did like Cambodia. I think I've seen something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. And And people can do that. I can move some boxes into a truck by myself. It'll be okay. I feel like I've undone the two months of physical therapy that I that I did. Just in you're like, thankful. No, I think I've undone all the work I did. Oh well, maybe like my maybe, back feels all jacked up again. Maybe and I'm the like, physical cool. therapy has prepared you for this moment. I hope so because yeah, yeah I don't well, know. We're gonna be moving a lot of boxes on our own. Um, I was gonna ask my brother for help, but being the current situation and the fact that he was exposed to somebody, I'm like, oh, I think I could do this. Well, I thought his test was negative. His test was negative. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, it's true. It's kind but of hard. We'll to... figure it out, I guess. I don't know. Like moving in COVID times is is it it's its own set of challenges. Mm-hmm. But we've gone through a lot. Well, so. I think you can't lean on community help as much, like with friends coming mm-hmm. and helping you pack boxes and mm-hmm. clean and do all the things that normally like friends would do. Like it's just kind of iffy. Um, I I feel super starved for socializing yeah and i'm sort of taking that out on social media hmm. like i want interaction with other humans 
So I found myself yesterday and the day before just like posting random stuff on Twitter, hoping that somebody would like interact with me because I just want human interaction. You're like, you're like the kid that just wants attention, good or bad, doesn't matter what kind, as long I mean, as it gets attention. Maybe. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Are you that kid? I, I've, never been, I've never been an attention seeker and I don't like attention. Like, That's not true. You do like attention. You just, you just act. I mean. If somebody that yeah. I don't know or am not like familiar with gives me a compliment uh, in public, it's very embarrassing to me. It shouldn't be embarrassing. Well, some, there's you. a lot of, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Like they don't want to be like, if I'm in like a, like in a, you know, remember staff meetings were in person and somebody would say, Oh, Lorenzo, you did this thing really, really good. Like, great job. Um, I would feel happy that they complimented me, but then now everybody's looking at me and maybe I have to say something like, and I, I didn't like that. Oh, I'd just say thank you and leave it. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that feel yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not one of those people. No. Nope. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You get kind of shy too. Sometimes it just depends, but I don't I don't know. I Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a whole different conversation, I think. Um I still remember gosh, I don't know why this is stuck with me. It's so stupid. I remember running for class president in the 8th grade. Um I think it was the 8th grade or 7th grade middle school. Mm-hmm. Junior high is what we called it. Um, <laughs> Luke told me yesterday, Mom, did they call it junior high when you were back in the day when you were a kid? I'm like, yes. Also, it wasn't that long ago. Um, maybe I was. think they still call it junior high in Oregon, don't they? I think so. It used to be junior high in Albuquerque, and then at some point they changed to middle school. I don't know what the difference is. I think junior high goes to ninth grade, maybe? No. Well, so I think junior high... Because we only had seventh grade and eighth grade in junior high, just two years. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, me too. And 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 elementary was K through six. Mm-hmm. Then we had seven, eight in junior high, and then nine through twelve was high school. But here in Albuquerque, they it's like middle school is like six, seven, eight. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So that's kind of different. So yeah. I, maybe middle they just changed the name because it's more years. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, yeah, my my sixth grade was elementary. And then I did middle school, seventh, eighth grade. But you also lived in a smaller community. Yeah. So, I mean, I have no idea how that works. But Did you have lockers in sixth grade? No, seventh grade. We had lockers in sixth I grade. I was horrified of having to do my combination uh-huh. at my locker all the time. <laughs> it was like a big source of like stress for me. Really? Yes. See, like, I loved that. Oh my gosh, no. Because huh. I would be like, I'd get to my locker and like I'd have to try to remember the numbers and then I'd have to remember the, the order and then I'd F it up and then I'd be like, oh shit, now I only have two minutes. And then I, it was like punching down. The, I was just like getting frantic and like overwhelmed. I hated I'm gonna that. I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. Exactly. So I still have dreams about being late to class and it is like a source of stress for me. I have this recurring dream. It's constant. Did you ever share a locker with anybody? Yeah. Did you? Brittany Stetson. Um, and she did the combination for you? Um, she and I didn't really like each other that much. Well, why did you share? They made us. Oh, they made you share. We a had locker? to share a locker. We had so did locker. You, did you get one of those little divider things? Yeah, we had locker buddies. Like we didn't get to pick huh. who we shared our locker with. They hmm. just told us. Hmm. Um. So eventually, I just started carrying my books in my backpack and like not ever going to my locker because I was just like, "F that. This is too much stress." <laughs> so I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna like bring my books with me when I need them, and then yeah, whatever. High school, I just Moriarty's campus was so huge and sprawled and like different pieces of buildings that were diff- built in different decades. So my locker was in the annex, which was like this total like 
way far away thing from any of my we classes. We had like A hall, B hall, C hall. Oh. At Moriarty? No, I didn't go to Moriarty. Oh, oh, I was confused. You're talking about your school. Yeah. Okay. No, Moriarty has like different buildings. So my locker was so far that I just kept my books in my car. In middle so, school? No, in high school. Okay. In high school. Anyway, two things. Uh-huh. So I have this recurring dream where I'm walking around my old high school. Mm-hmm. Um, not La Cueva here, but Lake Ridge. It was a big circle. Like it was, this layout was just like this big circle. And then in the middle of the circle was this ramp going up. And then in the middle of the ramp was the library. Hmm. It was super weird. Um, that sounds kind of like my middle school, actually. It looked like an the, airport. The library was the centerpiece of my middle school. Yeah, it reminded me of like an airport concourse. It was, was it elevated? The, yeah. The, a library was elevated and kind of open air? Not open air, but like, yeah, it was elevated. You had to go up this ramp and then it was And the was middle. it like the front office, like right next to the library? No. Okay. But anyway, um, it was like a 70s floor plan. Uh, <laughs> I think they were trying to be really like modern hmm. when it was built or something. Did they tear it down? I think they rebuilt my old high school, like from what I've heard and the Lake Ridge Lakers. Different now. Um, No, that's like us we go, bro. Lake Ridge Lakers sounds better. Well, we were the Pacers because Lake Oswego High School was there first. You guys stole like NBA basketball names, but they had a Pacers like an old car. They had like a mural yeah. old car. The, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's irrelevant. To it's what conversation. Let's podcast conversation. It doesn't matter though. You're getting like. Do you know what a Pacer is? Like yeah. a pace a pace car in an in an Indianapolis race? Yeah. I do. We had a mural of it on the wall. Can we can <laughs> yes, we yes, go move forward? Can go I finish? Yeah. You keep getting sidetracked with things, and I've been trying to say the same two things for five minutes. Can I say it? God. Anyway, <laughs> I have the same dream over and over where I'm at my high school, and I'm walking around, and I run into my friends, and I'm like, hey... I have class and then like I'm looking at this schedule and I'm trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go and it's always math, which is really funny to me. And I'm always like, oh man, I have to get to that class. I'm going to miss out on, on learning all kinds of math because I'm really bad at math. Um, but I can never find it. And then the bell rings and I'm still walking around the hall trying to find this stupid math class. So then in my dream, I end up going to the office and waiting. And then I decide, since I've already missed enough of this math class, why don't you just give me a different schedule and I'll just do a different class. <laughs> so I wait in line in the office and I wait for them to change my schedule. And then by the time they change my schedule, the bell rings again. Hmm. It's like this weird, like I'm behind, I'm constantly behind, um, in my dream and it's very stressful and I have this dream all the time. Does that say anything about your personality? You think? Probably. Um, and it's weird cause in my dream, my friend Andrew is always there and he's always telling me where I need to go. And then I try to get there and I can never find it. And it's really annoying. Because he's always like, oh, it's just this room over here. And then you go down this hall and then you go here. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I just never find it. Um, it's super weird. So I don't know. And then so in middle school, what I was going to say, you know, 10 minutes ago before you got sidetracked on Pacers, um, is that I was running for a class president in middle school, junior high. And I was on stage and I had to give a speech. And um, I was up there. And public speaking has never been something I've been nervous about. I don't get nervous when I have to speak in front of people. Surprise. Um, I think you do. Not really. I guess maybe it depends on who. Um, you get a little nervous in your own way. Okay. Um, so I'm on stage and this other girl was running and I accidentally called the seventh graders, fifth graders. Like I said, and the fifth graders, I mean, I mean, seventh graders. Hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just lost the election. Like, and it was funny because in my head after I said that, I was like, 
and I like caught my mistake and I remember looking out and like seeing all these people like, oh, she called them fifth graders. Wait, so this was a dream or this was real? This is real. Okay. And I, I just remember being like, oh shit. And like, I just lost, I just, I, I lost right there. Like people are going to forever remember that I called seventh graders, fifth graders. And I just totally lost because in middle school, that's what you worry about. Yeah. And so in and truth be told, nobody probably gave two. Yeah. Like, whatever's about it. They probably weren't even listening. Student body elections don't care. That nobody cares about Nobody's even listening. It's, it's like, oh, she's popular. I'll vote for her. Yeah. It's a dumb, it's a dumb thing. And so, yeah, I lost, I think I lost by like. It was it was pretty close actually, um, from what I remember. Hmm. Like it was like they did do a recount. No, no, nothing like that. <laughs> I think I lost by like ten votes, so it was mm. really close. Um, but I just remember being like, Ugh, Napoleon. Damn it. Yeah, I just remember thinking like, and the thing is for me, I never ran for those elections like, like thinking like I'm gonna win. But I remember having this perspective at the time, mm. like. And I feel like this is something that I'm proud of. Like at that age, I remember thinking, well, if anything, this just gives me practice like for real life. Like, hmm. like it's a good experience to like just put yourself out there and see what happens. And maybe, so maybe you can r- run for some sort of seat. Oh, hell no. In the future. No, thanks. I'm good. I'm you good. wouldn't do that? No. Nah. I, I did tell my third grade teacher I wanted to be the first female president, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm not into. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'd be a good politician. I'd probably run my mouth and get myself in trouble. So, you speak your mind. I do. You, but tell, you tell it like it is. Not always good. Just like the Donald. I would probably outlaw MLMs for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, show me your income uh, disclosures. Illegal. <laughs> Closed. <laughs> Done. Yeah. No more Monat for anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So. <laughs> so there's that. Can I have my coffee, please? Oh yeah. I was gonna knock it over. I'm just going to knock it over. Okay, O'Doyle. <laughs> no, I'm not on purpose. I'm not like a bully. <laughs> like I was going to knock it over like on accident. O'Doyle rules. Yeah. Oh. All right. Hmm? What? What? <laughs> that just reminded me of that really bad Halloween movie that... <laughs> yeah. We didn't even finish it. No, it was terrible. Adam Sandler. I feel like it was just Adam Sandler like... Trying to make a movie with all his old jokes, just like recycled. And I was like, this is just bad. Yeah, whatever. He's doing his thing. (laughs) Go for it, Adam Sandler. It's like he just called all his friends and was like, let's make a movie. Why not? We're bored. This guy I knew in high school, um, I'm not going to say his name. He had a Greek name. Okay, I'll say his name was Nikos. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody even pressured you. You're like, all right, fine. (laughs) Twist my Um, arm, I'll do it. He... He had all of the Adam Sandler CDs. Like they, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you remember, like right. Adam Sandler had like, they were like spoken word, like comedy yeah. CDs. Um, what up, Mitch Moses? I remember. And and he would have me, li- Nikos and I had a weird relationship because yeah. he treated me like crap. Like he would make fun of me. Like I played trumpet and he would like do this thing where he'd, get, he'd, get, he'd like do an air trumpet from his butt. And he's like, Lorenzo, are you going to go march in the band? And like, play the trumpet and and he would like do this little like playing the trumpet with his butt i'm like okay whatever i'd be like cool you're gonna go eat some gyros maybe make some spanakopita later like i mean i wouldn't man i wouldn't like make fun of his ethnicity or anything but like i mean if you're um, gonna be a dick about it no but it was weird though like he he was kind of a he he was kind of a dick to me but he was also like kind of my friend sort of like he, he he like hung around me and would make fun of me but he would like still come back it was weird 
Um, Sounds like he was just really insecure. Maybe. I don't know. I, that, the, I, I've had a lot of friendships like that where people just wanted to be around me, but then they would like make fun of me. I'm like, okay, do you, are you my friend or what? Like, you can like, just like respect me. So I, I think a lot of people don't yeah. know what that means, and yeah. so they just they make fun of other people because so, they don't know how to maybe handle and, themselves. And I wanted to mention this too. Like, I was thinking about this. I was going back to how I'm starving for interactions with people, and I put this tweet out there, um, and I said, "What is a band that you listen to um, that you would never admit to listening to to any other people?" Like something like that. Yeah. Because there's bands I listen to that I would not admit to listening to. Like I'm not going to own that. Like what? I mean. Spill the tea. Let's hear it. I want to know. Um, Is it Taylor Swift? No. So I don't know. I got to think about it's it. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I like John Mayer. Yeah. Well, I know that. That's not. Um, Jack Johnson I didn't listen to oh, for a long time because. I cannot. You, you've had this idea, I think, probably from ex-relationships of yours that Jack Johnson was like not reggae enough or something. What? What? What's up, Luke? Can I play Just Bruce? No. It doesn't have white or violence. Orcs. Orcs. Orcs must die three has word violence. Okay. Play the other one then. There's what? There's an orc must die two. Okay, go. You can play that one. No, I don't want him playing games with a bunch of. No, it's not blood. Oops. Find a game. Find a game. You're fine. Hey, you're eight years old. We trust that you have good judgment. If you think that it has too much blood in it, then you stop playing it and you find something else. Can I play Animal? I mean, can I play Animal? Go, yeah. Animal Saver. No, not on the Xbox. Can I play a game? Go with go with Luke. I just really want to play a game. Should we should we pause? Are we raising teenagers already? You're like five years old. Okay, go hurry. He really wants to do things by himself right now, and I get it. I do. He's a middle child. He doesn't get a lot of time alone. Okay, should, should we pause and then I can talk, talk and then I can talk about. Um, because I wanted to talk about okay. that tweet. That's fine. Just go set up the game, and we'll just hang out for a minute. Hey, audience. It's just you and me. We're hanging out for a second while my kids hustle us for games because all of their toys are packed, and there's literally nothing to do right now. And COVID. So that's that's fun. That's a fun time. Um, yeah. I wish I had more to talk to you about. Trying to think of a band that I listen to that I like wouldn't readily admit, but I honestly, I think personality wise, there's not a lot I don't admit to. I'm just kind of like, eh, it is what it is. Handle it. Um, I do like Taylor Swift every now and again. I have to be in a certain like mode. Um, she's okay. And then Lady Gaga, I think for me would be the one probably. I don't think it's like that embarrassing. I think she has really good, just like dance music. She's very catchy. Um, do I want to admit to my friends that I like Lady Gaga as much as I do? Probably not, but I mean, like I'll admit it. Um, she filmed her last music video here. Um, I think it's called nine one one. She filmed her last music video here in New Mexico. So in that video, there's a lot of like artistic nods to New Mexico, which is kind of cool. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the video for that reason. 
And uh, yeah, so I guess for me it would be Lady Gaga. Although again, I don't think it's that shocking. Um, but you know, there it is. I am not a big pouring coffee. Just give me a second. Thing of beauty. Um, yeah, I, I love some old school Michael Jackson every now and again too. I think everybody does. Um, usually around Halloween for Thriller and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think of other bands that I like. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I like a lot of gangster rap and I think like, I genuinely like it. I think people probably judge me for that cause I'm super white, but whatever. I don't really care. So anyway, I just admitted all the things that I listened to. I didn't even get to hear it. Well, you'll hear it when you listen back. Um, it's on there. No, but so, so music that I'm embarrassed about, um, I think it's just weird that that has to exist. I put that out on Twitter and nobody responded. One guy's like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to be embarrassed about the music I listen to. Like what, what a sad existence you have if you have to be embarrassed. He said that to you? No, like basically that oh, was God. his, no, that was his, that was the general like comment. Yeah. Um, like I don't, I, like I own the music I listen to. Like, should I be embarrassed about it? Like, something like that. It's kind of And. Hard, and I guess not, but like a lot of the people I've hung out with have been pretty like, like assholes about what I listen to. Like in high school, I listened to MXPX and like some pop punk and the guys and the guys that I hung out with gave me a lot of crap about the music I listened to. Like that's, Maybe the like that's you awful. Maybe hung out with were just assholes. You know? I think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I would go on like snowboarding trips and we'd have to listen to their music. And I really, really want to, cause I love music and I love my music. And they would never want to listen to like MXPX or any of the other like pop punky stuff that I would listen to, or even like, even if it was sort of just like maybe blurring the line between like maybe some more like gutter punk and and pop punk, maybe some like uh, I don't know lag I don't know wagons not really like that, but like no maybe no effects or something. Mm -hmm. They would never want to listen to that, and they would give me crap about it. Um, so I got this point got to this point where I was sort of embarrassed about the music I listened to, and I wouldn't play it with with those people. Um, and I would only listen to some music in private and I was very embarrassed about that. Um, and then sometimes I like music that's sort of melodic and like acoustic and like whatever, like, like Jack Johnson. Like I, I, I liked Jack Johnson. Like I get it. Jack Johnson is some like white kind of dorky Hawaiian dude that sitting on the Can beach, I strumming a guitar, trying to be sort of reggae, but it's like relaxing and it make, puts me in a good mood. Can and I say something? What? I don't think it's lame that you like Jack Johnson. Like, I don't like Jack Johnson, like, personally. Like, that's just my opinion. But, like, at the same time, I get the appeal. Like, I mm -hmm. get why people do. So, yeah. like, it's, it's just me. It's For me, it's a personal preference. But, like, I get why people mm -hmm. like him. Yeah. I mean, it's whatever. That's just one example. Like, I, if it if it moves me, then I'll listen to it. I, don't I mean, you're not turning into, like, Ross Trent, mm -hmm. so you're okay. I don't know Mumford and Sons. I like M Mumford and Sons. Um, what's another? I don't know. Just Lumineers. I feel I mean, that's that's one that I feel is like a typical like white dude like Birkenstocks yeah. forerunner like right. graduated with me like oh yeah. yeah have you heard the new Lumineers it's really good bro let's have a craft brew I'm like yeah cool Colorado bro like I got yeah. you but I I also get it I also get why people mm. like it yeah they're they're good musicians I mean it's whatever, like there's different types of music for different moods, but I have been, 
I don't listen to a lot I, of reggae. I, I, I just thought it. I just thought that everybody had some sort of music that they would listen to that they were just not proud of, and like they wouldn't tell anybody. You like and Tina it, Turner, don't you? It turns out that it turns out that that's me. Like I I have like that's something that was trained in me to feel embarrassed about some music that you like. I so, think a lot of the things that you deal with are things that are you things that mm-hmm. like have been. Um, I want to say programmed into you. No, I think not... that's I think that's good. Like programmed, like like. But you were just learned. brought. You were yeah. You were just brought up to feel a certain way about certain things mm-hmm. that maybe you can identify with because that's your experience. But like a lot of other people don't have that experience, and so it's hard for them to to mm-hmm. understand that. Um, you know, I I think there's definitely. I, oh, good. Well, I was saying before. Like, I, I really like, like, gangster rap. I like rap. I'm, like, the whitest person ever. And, like, so people are like, oh, you're a white girl and you like hip-hop. Like, ha-ha. And I'm just like, I mean, I do. Like, I'm not trying to prove anything. I think you're kind of humble-bragging right now. Am I? Yeah, you're like, I love gangster rap. Okay. I'm not trying. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as a bad way. I was joking around. That's exactly what I'm talking about, though. What? I can just say that I like gangster rap, and now you're like, oh, you're humble-bragging. I'm not. I'm just... I just I know that's just the music that you like. Yeah, but like that's exactly it though. I get stereotyped as like, oh, look at you, you little woke ass white girl. Like you're no, so like, woke. And I that's not even the point. The point is just that I like it. I No, I, t- I I get that. I get that. I like reggae too, but you hate it, so I don't ever listen to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I don't I don't hate reggae. I just um I love reggae. I that's one thing I suppress all the time. Because yeah. I love reggae and I love listening to it and you hate it. I I like reggae too, but it's sort of that thing, like, I can't listen to some music because it, it it's a reminder of just past. And reggae is one of those things, too. Who's so. past? My past. Yeah? Did you listen to reggae with an ex-girlfriend or something? Or, like, what? <laughs> it brings me back to when I was addicted to, <laughs> addicted to weed and patchouli oil. Mm. No. No, like, there's just music that it just... Jock Holdstone Creamery? It's just like a reminder, you know? I guess. Like, music, music can do that. Like, it can be completely tied to an emotion. Oh, for sure. And I don't listen to Coldplay. Yeah. But that's, so, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm not missing out on much. Yeah. But I mean, there's definitely some music that gives you more cool cred, right? Mm-hmm. And those are the bands, like when somebody says, hey, what kind of music do you like? Those are, those are the bands you go to. Like if somebody says, hey, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I'm, I'm a huge Refused fan. And <laughs> I love, uh, I don't know. Trying to think of like cool cred bands. You probably that. haven't heard of this band, but they're like <laughs> on SoundCloud and they only have like ten listeners, and I'm one. Okay, Portland. But they're so good. Um, like they, you know, there's bands yeah. that are that are cool cred. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump out and say, oh, I love Maroon Five. <laughs> <laughs> that's another band that's like, like, I don't like their. I like that one album, that song about songs about Jane. Yeah. And I used to skateboard to that album all the time. I feel like for whatever reason, that album got a lot of really good publicity in a lot of different circles. Of I feel like it was a solid album. It like, was. and he's a, whatever the guy's name is, Maroon 5, dude. Yeah. I forget. I think he's a great singer. Like it had great bass. And like, I just, I don't care what anybody thought about how, what I, what I liked. I mean, I guess I did, but, um, I'm not going to start and say, I love songs about Jane. Or Third Eye Blind. That's another band. I love Third Eye Blind. Everybody does at our age. I think I think that's just. A, I it's mean, a nostalgic album for a lot of people our age. It's just like happy, bouncy music about about doing hardcore drugs. So yeah, like I no mean, big deal. It's fine. And, and in middle school, we had no idea. We were like, <laughs> oh, he's singing about a girl. No man, he's singing about like heroin. But cool. <laughs> yeah. Like. 
and like and like suicide Math. and all kinds of other like, stuff. Yeah. Like, like alrighty then. Um, yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's maybe I'll just get over that and just own it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I tried to I tried to lean into it in college, and I had a Hillary Duff poster, not because I thought she was hot or anything. Whatever. But no, I seriously didn't. Lies. I leaned into it because of that. Like, I'm gonna like music that is not really approved of, or like I'm not gonna get cool points for this. But like, who do you? Like, why do you care if people like you? Like, who cares? If those people are going to judge you solely on that, do you really want that? Like, is that really, like, do you want their um, approval? I've always wanted to be liked. I just don't. I've, I've always wanted to be liked and I haven't. And as like, a. Fuck those people's approval. You don't need it. So I think that I, I, I go back and forth from like, I don't need your approval. And then I really want your approval. Because I haven't, I've never really been a completely likable person, at least not at per, not at first. I think that's in your head because you are a likable. Well, n- not at first. Like I don't make instant friends. Um, my friends, the friends that I have, I think like me a lot, but it's more of a built up. Like it's it's a lot of work and takes a lot of time for somebody to get to know who I am. Like initially, initially, I think I'm I'm not um, I'm not likable. Like instantaneously likable. Maybe There's, you're just not shallow. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to be liked if you have like shallow shit. Like it's easy yeah. to be liked on shallow terms. Yeah. Anybody can do that. And I, I think <laughs> I think that's where I've wanted the most approval. Like there's some personalities that I've come in contact with, I've crossed paths with over the years and that who have been instantly likable. And I'm like, wow, you're like you have such a magnetic personality. And I just I I really want to be that person's friend. And when, when it doesn't happen, it just makes me feel like I, I, like, I, I don't know. Like, like you have a lack of value or something? Something. I don't know. I just want, I want, I want them to be my friend. So. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had a hard time making friends. Um, but I also think part of it is just because again, like, I mean, I don't want to get all heavy or anything, but I was talking to my therapist about like childhood trauma because my brother <clears throat> had cancer. Wait. Are we getting into the nitty gritty? We are. We're going there. <laughs> so she and I were talking about childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. And because like when I was young, young, like four or five, I had to be around a lot of different type of types of people and fit into different social situations against my will. Mm-hmm. Um, because of my brother's illness, like I had to be around kids that were chronically sick in the like hospital. Like spending a lot of times in the hospital. Um, I had to be around a lot of adults, like I remember going caretakers. to caretakers, like a lot. I didn't have a lot of like peers, but I had a lot of adults around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and my caretakers a lot of times had kids that were like slightly older than me. So older kids, I just learned how to be more, I think, adaptive to different personalities and different types of people. Like, yeah. like, I just think I learned how to adapt like at an early age. Um, and so I don't want to say that that makes me likable. I just think it makes me more easily able to adapt to who I'm around. And that might be part of the reason that, um, you know, I get along with a lot of different types of people. Yeah. You know, it's just situational. Like it was just like a coping mechanism for me. You love people. I do. And that was one of the most magnetic things about you when I first met you. Thank you. was like you, you just, you didn't sort of like brush anybody off. You, if you were talking to somebody, you were all in on that conversation. I always thought it was weird too. <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, you're. I know what you're going to say. What? You would always smile and then you'd be looking at my, my chest. I'm like, what? That, I mean, that was, that was yeah, your. Yeah, I, I don't, eye contact 
for a long time makes me made me really uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Me too, actually. Um, but also, like, even when I was like in Panama, uh-huh. and this is maybe a learned thing because I was in Panama. Like, was it sort of like a machismo like man thing? Yeah. Like, they don't, if you look in their you eyes, that, that means you're hitting on them or something. Yeah. Yeah, so I kind of had to train myself when I was out of the country, especially in like that's so weird Latin countries. You don't you don't make because I did a lot of work in Mexico and I did a lot uh-huh. of work in Panama. You don't look at men, you don't look at their eyes and like lock eyes with them because that means you're like coming on to them. Yeah. So you have to like you you like greet them, you make eye contact, and then you look down or you look you don't. Hmm. And so I think when we met, it was kind of like. I was trying to sort of get back in that mode because I had gone to Panama and before. You, you didn't know how, how Hispanic I was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But it's it's like this weird thing that like I realized I was doing it after people like told me and called me out on it. But for a long time, like it was just like a trained thing because huh. in Panama, like when you're talking to a man, you yeah. don't look at them in the eyes because that just means like, take right. me. Like, but you don't what, do what, that. <laughs> I didn't get that from you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't. I mean... I don't know what I'm trying to say. I got proposed to in Panama. Yeah, I know. You told me. Interesting. After I broke up with you. Yeah. Probably tempting to say yes. (laughs) No. No. Panamanian relationships are uh, very... One-sided. One-sided. Yeah, Yeah. I would not want that. But when I first met you, back to what I was going to say is like your your body language shows other people that you you are invested in that conversation and you really want to hear what they have to say. So that was very... That was very nice about you. Thank you. Yeah, just a learned coping skill from (laughs) being around a lot of different kinds of people, right? In different situations. That's weird how your how your childhood has such a huge impact on shaping who you are now. Mm -hmm. I did a, I mean, I don't want to. I guess I will. My (laughs) my stupid podcast. I talked about self image Mm -hmm. because. I, well, I made, I made a podcast and then I went and listened to it. And I'm like, wow, I sound so dumb. I just sound, I just sound stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got, I got in this little funk of like, well, you're, you're just, you're just an idiot. You're, you're just stupid. And so I wanted to know more about self-image and like, I, I, I started off look researching self-hate. Um, and I don't think it's that extreme, but there's sometimes when I just listen to myself and I, I, I evaluate myself and I'm like, you are just, I just have such a negative opinion about myself. So I started to research self-image and I mean, it, it's not a surprise really, but like a lot of your self-image has to do with your your childhood. And how validated you are as mm-hmm. a child. And towards the end of my podcast, I, I kind of got a little bit verklempt. <laughs> <laughs> is that even the word? It's just from the SNL skit. Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's like a little like choked a up. Yiddish, like yeah. yeah. Because when I was a kid, so I, I mean, my, my parents loved me and they did the best they could, and like my parents were fine. Um, a lot of a lot of my negative self image, I think, came from just being being not sure of things, not being sure of myself, and then having some outside sort of uh, sort of. Uh, confirmation that I that I shouldn't be sure about myself from maybe like cousins and maybe like peers at my school and then later on like in church like the adults at church were assholes um and that's, then, and that's then, spiritual abuse though yeah and then on top of that that's I was not and on top of that I was like a heavy kid so I was already sort of like like not sure of myself um but I remember like when I was talking about uh self-image in my podcast and one thing that I remember as a kid which 
had a huge impact on me was, and it's, it's silly, but Mr. Rogers, mm-hmm. like every every episode, he would he would say, he would say, he, you know, he would talk to the camera and say, "Hi, neighbor," and um, I like you just the way you are, mm-hmm. and that was like that's such a huge like to this day, it's just like I'm I'm good like how I am, right? But so. I think a lot of children don't hear that from their parents yeah. or their peers or people in charge or adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need it. Yeah. And I, I felt after I recorded that, I felt like, wow, like I need to do that with my kids, mm-hmm. especially our oldest mm-hmm. and tell them like, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You're, yeah. you're, you're wonderful. Like you're talented. You're smart. Like all of that. Well, and I think it can go two ways. It's interesting. Uh, you're talking about self-esteem. Or, or you could be like the most wonderful thing in the whole world. Well, yeah, but I mean, I think that children like you and I, we come from similar backgrounds in that like we were both kind of, we both kind of had weird childhoods where Mm -hmm. adults didn't necessarily validate us in certain ways that we needed Mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. But, you know, it's interesting because I think in your case, you kind of took it inward and you were hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. And in my case, I took it outward and was kind of just like, I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Like your opinion is shit to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's the two extremes. Like right. you can either not care at all, which is not always a good thing either, or you can care way too much and be very critical of yourself. Hmm. And so I think it's just that you and I have, have coped with it in different ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was talking about that too, I was wondering about the other end. Like me, I have a negative self image. I don't think I've ever met Anybody who just has the most wonderful idea of themselves, mm. like you know what I mean, like I have, when they look in the mirror and they're, they're just like gross people. Like I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a magnificent person. No, and I, I, and I wonder what what their childhood looked like. Was it mommy just saying like like you're just the best? Validation. Yeah. yeah, I think that that can be toxic too because if you're gonna teach somebody that they are the best and they can do no wrong all the time and they never have to learn because mm-hmm. they're always perfect, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. So I, I'm adjusting to that and I've been doing a lot of like self-talk and I've been, I've been talking to uh, a therapist too. And what my therapist, actually two therapists, one, I had one that was really good and she moved so she couldn't practice in New Mexico anymore. So I had to leave. So I got a new one, a, a male um, who was a really wonderful guy. And I had my last session with him last week mm-hmm. and he kind of opened up on some personal stuff, which I don't think they're supposed to, but he gave it's funny. Cause my last yeah. session was like that too. She's like, well, yeah. now that I, I know that this is our yeah. last meeting, I was like, Whoa. Yeah, no, he was really cool. Yeah. But, um, what both of them told me is like, is that like admiration and like, they're just like, wow, Lorenzo, yeah, you just like, you're doing so much like accomplishments and you came from this background and you got your master's degree and it sounds like you're a really great dad and like you care about your wife and all this other stuff like they they're giving me this positive talk and I'm like I I almost don't believe them sometimes but what they're what what I learned is like doing the self-talk of boosting myself up and not to the point I don't want to get to the point where I'm just like looking in the mirror arrogant. yeah but it's also not healthy to just self-loathe all the time <laughs> well self-loathe or just be so hard on myself mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I, I mean, even in my language, I'm saying my stupid podcast because. I but don't know. see, positivity like is, is contagious, just like negativity is. And it, what you say to yourself first in your head before you ever say it out loud is it paints a really big picture about how you start to feel about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so it's important that you start with positive self-talk, even if you don't believe it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's, 
I, I went through a time, God, middle school today keeps coming up, man. I don't know what it is. Um, you know, I went through a time where I had somebody telling me how shitty I was in junior high. It was somebody I played the drums with and he, this guy was a total piece of shit and he's probably grown up to be a huge piece of shit, but it doesn't matter. I hope that he's nicer to his kids. Um, I'm not even going to use his name because I don't think that that's fair since I don't know this person now. Take, take the high road. Yeah. But I played drums with this person. I was in band and I remember I wanted to play the drums because my grandpa played the drums and my uncle played the drums and I'm left-handed like they are. And so having a left-handed drummer is kind of a weird thing. Um, but I wanted to kind of carry on that legacy. And I remember I'm not musically inclined at all. So it's really hard for me to read notes and the drums, you don't necessarily have to do a lot of that. Yeah. So it's, it was like, Oh, this, this works for me. Like, this is great. Um, the band teacher was my neighbor. So he let me have a drum set to take home in my garage and practice on. Um, and this kid who I played drums with in band, he had private lessons. He had like the nicest equipment, the nicest stuff. Mommy and daddy always paid for the best teachers and the best this and the best that and the best drum set. And, you know, he had everything he wanted, but he made a point of going out of his way to tell me how shitty I was and how bad at the drums I was and how my parents wouldn't pay for lessons. I mean, cause they were expensive. Like, and like my parents must not care and I should just quit and just all this stuff. It was just like really emotionally abusive. Um, and I was a girl in middle school and I remember taking this to heart and just feeling sad and like going into band and just like wanting to cry or being so nervous and anxious that I just wanted to throw up because I knew that person was there and I knew that he was going to say these terrible things to me for like two hours every day. Um, so he just totally discouraged you from just pursuing this. Mm -hmm. He made me feel terrible about myself. And I remember there was a point where I started to believe it. And I remember thinking, yeah, I do suck. I am bad at this. I should just quit. I should just give up. This is bad. But then I remember like, and I'm going to, I'm going to use this person's name because, uh, she's a great person, but her name was Alex Lee and she is a very sweet person. She was the only other girl drummer in band with me. And, um, I just remember her saying, you know what? He's just saying that to you because he knows that you're like competition. And he also knows that like, if he like talks down to you like that, it's going to get under your skin. And I just remember her telling me like, you can do this. It doesn't matter if you have lessons or not. You just have to practice. Um, and I remember her being really encouraging and just being like, you know what? It's fine. And you know what? Like I've got your back and you know what? Like, he's probably saying these things because somebody said them to him. And I remember in middle school, having somebody else in middle school tell you that is kind of like wise beyond their years. Um, but that really, that really made a difference to me. And so it just changes the way you see yourself. It changes the way you function when somebody speaks that positive into you instead of that negative. And I just remember Alex telling me like, you're, you're doing fine. You're good. Just keep practicing. You're doing fine. Like, and so that positive talk mm -hmm. started to outweigh that negative talk. And then I remember going into band and he would say these things and I'd just be able to brush it off and be like, no, that's not true. Mm. You know, good. no, <laughs> you're wrong. So it's good to surround yourself with people who are positive. And I mean, that's, that was my mistake is most of the people I spent time with up until I would say, Sean, my, my good friend, Sean, Sean never said anything negative about me. He was always accepting 
um, just a really great friend. Sean's but a good guy. yeah, but all of my friendships before that were people who I would hang around with because I felt like I didn't, I couldn't make other friends, and they would just say really crappy things to me and like would say you can't, you can't make it, you can't right. do this. I had, I had, I had a friend told me that I wasn't, I wasn't college caliber, and. And he was like a really close friend. Coming and, from somebody who had never gone to college. No, like we were we were like freshmen, and I was struggling. And he told me like you like he told me like you you can't do this, and you I don't think you're college capable or college caliber. And like it was just really hurtful. I'd be like I don't think um, you're capable of being my friend. I'll see you later. But, Bye. I mean I should have, but uh, <laughs> just I think just surrounding yourself with people who are encouraging to you and telling you that you can do something right. and like. It can make a huge difference. Yeah. So, anyways, what are you listening to? Oh, what am I listening to? That's a good question. Um, I got to pull it up. It's been a little bit for me, honestly. Um, I did want to say I finished my last episode of What's a Baby Q mm-hmm. that I was on, so I listened to that. And Paul, our our um, editor, our audio editor for What's a Baby Q, and, did and host, and he? he's kind of a co-host, yeah. It, what, what's that? I mean, he's like, yeah. Facilitator, yeah. producer. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a nice little tribute. So thank you, Paul. I really appreciate that. And then on the end of it, there was like a really funny spoof <laughs> on Christmas music, which was hilarious. And I had so much fun listening to that. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to my friend's podcast, True Consequences. He covers crime in um, the Southwest. Yeah. Um, Eric Carter Lundin. So yeah, check out True Consequences podcast. It's a good one. He's also on our network for um, the Burles Podcasters Guild. And he just had his anniversary for the podcast, which is great. Cool. Um, I listen to the 48 Hours podcast when I have nothing else to listen to. Kind of, It's like generic, but it, it works. Um, there is one for kids that I downloaded for uh, my kids to check out, I think, on our drive <laughs> mm-hmm. to Oregon. It's called Smash Boom Best. And it's like, the episodes are like ice cream versus french fries, Avengers versus Star Wars, giant squid versus blue whales. Oh, okay. They also have been listening to the Imagine Neighborhood. Imagine Neighborhood is always, yeah, it's always a favorite yeah. for us. I kind of enjoy that one too. <laughs> that one for kids and adults is like a really good socio-emotional like Dude, I thing. think a lot of adults so just really need to learn some of these lessons. Like yeah. Imagine Neighborhood and Storybots um, need to teach adults because, um, yeah, we have a hard time. I also, um, I also downloaded another podcast that I really, I need, gosh, I really need to, um, start listening to it. I haven't yet. It's called Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. She's like a, she's like a positive speaker. Um, her episodes are like, uh, Brene with Dolly Parton on uh, song telling, empathy and shining our lights. Um, she also has one called Dare to Lead, but, um, she also has one called, uh, Brene with Elizabeth Lesser on the power of women's stories. It's basically just talking about what makes us us and what makes us strong. So unlocking us is kind of, it's, you know, heavier, but it's good. Um, and then I need to find the other one that I was listening to. Sorry, I'm looking here. Uh, can you link these to me? Yeah, so I can. So I can put them on the podcast. Sure. And then Necron, okay, I'm going to totally butcher this. Necronum pod, Nec- N E C R O N O M I Necronomy Pod. Necronomy Pod. I think I. It's so bad. Is that about? Has something to do with death? It, yeah, it's about crime and okay. and uh, like cults and weird shit. Huh. It's an interesting podcast. Um, they are sponsored by Cooldown Media, 
Um, I listened to that one quite a bit too. So that's what I've been listening to for podcasts. And then um, for music, it's been kind of strange. Yeah. That's okay. Take turns. We're almost done. Yeah. It's charging. Yeah, it's charging. It's charging. Forever. Forever. No, just for a little bit. I've been kind of back into a yeah, yeah, yeah's phase. It comes and goes. I have a pop chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I do my mine now? Hold on. Hold on. Here, you get the pop tarts and I'll keep going because I got a lot. I've been busting out some old school Drake. Um, I don't know why. Mikey Mike. I've been listening to a lot of Mikey Mike. Um, sorry, it's going to be loud for a second, you guys. Rainbow Kitten Surprise has been a big one on my rotation lately. A band called Young Magic um, is pretty good. I've been listening to Young Magic quite a bit as well. Um, and there was another one that I wanted to talk about, and I'm trying to find it, and I I can't. The Weeknd a little. I've been listening to a little bit of The Weeknd. Um, the Palms. That's another band that goes on my rotation every once in a while. Um, back and forth is The Palms. Uh, and then a band, uh, the last one I wanted to mention. Scrolling down here, sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, she's an Asian rapper. Her name is Audrey Nuna, N-U-N-A. I love her. I love her so much. If you want to listen to one of her songs, um, a good one is called Damn Right. She's just, her flow is sick, and she's amazing, and I love her. So huh. what are you listening to? All right. So as far as podcasts are concerned, I have been listening to a lot of Reply All. I think that's my favorite podcast. I love them. Um, they did a podcast episode where they where they were taking calls from people who were affected by the, or like, how, they were asking, how were you affected by this recent election? And it was really, really a cool episode. Um I've been listening to Pastor with No Answers. Um, got back on that. He's one of the original Bad Christian guys. I don't listen to Bad Christian podcasts anymore, but uh, Pastor with No Answers is Joey Svensson. He's not on Bad Christian. Did I say that? Yeah. yeah. He's um, not on there anymore, he said. He's not on Bad Christian anymore, but he has his own podcast that he's had for a while. And I've started to listen to that more. Pastor with No Answers gets my, uh, I guess, theologi- theological podcast. Checks that box. Um and he did an episode on demon possession, and then he did an episode on um, like mental health within marriage, which was really cool. Um, I listen to Labeled every so often. That's another bad Christian guy, but they they talked to Tooth and Nail bands, and the most recent one was a, ex, this band called Acceptance, which um, they they had an album in 2005, and I'm, I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but it was really an, just a masterpiece in my opinion. And um, I've been listening to, uh, I listened to the uh, Dad I Have to Pee, uh, which is a Burlesque Podcasters Guild yeah, yeah, podcast. And they had, a, they had a podcast episode about vintage, Dad, not vintage. I can have some yeah, go in there and I'll make some in a minute. Sure. You got to wait for just a second. Okay. okay you're doing good. Um, but they had an episode where they, were, where they were talking a lot about just just video games and mostly like classic video games like Nintendo. Um and it was a really great episode, and uh, so good job, guys, on your epi- on, on that episode. Check them out. I love that there's more uh, parenting, like, defunct parenting podcasts coming out, like, where it's not, mm-hmm. like, just, like, boring-ass parenting advice. Right. It's like, hey, we're parents. Here's what mm-hmm. life's like. 
And <laughs> I'm convinced that every podcast that uh, Wondery puts out is just gold. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm listening to one called American History Tellers. Uh, and I can't remember the host's name, but he's really good. He does he does his own like acting and it's, it's just him. And he, he recreates these historical scenes. And I'm listening to, I can't remember what season it is, but it's talking about um, um, World War II and Nazi Germany. And, uh, and he's talking about just the, 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 the arms race that was going on and nuclear research. And it was really fascinating and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's all, all I have for my podcasts. You know, I wanted to say one um, thing if I could. Okay. Just- quickly yeah can i i just wanted to shout out the like 10 drink minimum podcast because chris the host of 10 drink minimum is actually taking over for me on what's up abq for season three mm-hmm. um so check that out if you haven't it's they also do a live stream on youtube via facebook so you can look mm-hmm. up 10 drink minimum it's funny yeah, just good conversation yeah chris is hilarious yeah. so and smiley and holly and bird holly and bird another right. female in podcasting there you go super proud all right uh music I have been trying to pick music instead of letting the algorithm pick it for me. <laughs> Going back to like algorithms, yeah. I mean, this, this podcast. <laughs> Let's bring it, bring it back around. <laughs> um, YouTube Music does a good job of picking music, I guess. But every like right now, it wants to play Santa Fe by Beirut over and over and over and over. Yeah, that's true. And I'm like, okay, guys, you get it. I'm moving. And I don't know what this is. But um, the music that I've been trying to pick has been I'm, – I'm trying to – I'm trying to go back and listen to OG emo music. So I consider myself sort of a post-emo kind of guy. Uh, you know, I, I started off with MXPX, and I, I love Jimmy Eat World. I love uh, Dashboard Confessional. I love um, Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, who, who else Who else is on that? Um, Decemberists. Uh, they're not really post-emo, though. Yeah, they're more indie folk. Yeah. But, like, the the generation before that, I didn't really get really that much Taking into. Back Sunday... No, yeah, for me, Taking Back Sunday a little bit. I wasn't a huge Taking Back Sunday. I was more of a, I was more of a, more of a um, uh, not Bright Eyes. Um, I know what you're saying. I can't think. I can see the la- what's I can the, see the what's the feud that was going on between them. I can them? see the cover, and I can't yeah. think of the name, but I can. See, it has an astronaut on it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> brand new. Brand new. I yeah. love brand new. I but do. um, I I, I want to get more into like the emo scene before that. So there's this band called um. Sunny Day Real Estate. I like them. Um, and I mean, I've been into Cursive, yeah. but Sunny Day Real Estate, they have this album that I'm starting to listen to um, that is is a famous album. They were like the beginning of like actual emo. Yeah. Like, like Sunny Day Real Estate is like iconic in mm-hmm. that vein of music for sure. Right. So um, the album that I've been listening to and it, oh, I don't, I can't because I'm on airplane mode on my phone. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> So that's it. Cool. It's good. Those are all good, solid choices. Mm-hmm. Oh, bright eyes. Now I'm like yeah. getting all nostalgic. I'm like, oh, Connor Oberst back in the day. Looks like Katie Lang. <laughs> Somebody said that. One time he came to Portland when I was in college and I wanted to go so stinking bad and I was so broke. I was so poor. I could not afford tickets and it was so sad mm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was tragic, really. Okie dokie. You have a hair on your nose. I think oh. I got it. Thanks for that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is it. That's the way the cookie crumbles. I think our next podcast will probably be in a hotel on the way to Portland, Maybe. if not in Portland. Yeah. So we'll see you in the Beaver State. Yep. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>